Hello, Philorians! This is Catherine for Philorians United, and today we're gonna talk about 303 The Losses of Magic. Fucking magician. And magic comes from pain. Trying to tell you, you are not alone here. You love magic. Is it in your soul? Want me to come to Philorea with you? Send you an epic quest. It's just a promise, motherfucker. Yeah, once more with feeling. Yes. <laughs> so um, I am with Chase right now. Hello. Hello. Wanna... Thanks for having me, or whatever uh, the non uh, sarcastic way of saying that is. Eh, YOLO. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I say YOLO on sarcastic. Like, I started to say it like sarcastically and or, like I'm ironically. Yeah. And oh, now yeah. I'm just like saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. YOLO. <laughs> so YOLO. So YOLO. YOLO swag. <laughs> uh, do you want to tell uh, people about yourself a bit? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Chase. Uh, I am constantly too old for this shit. Um, I work uh, in the theater, which is really cool. Uh, as an audio tech. Uh, I do a lot of podcasts. I write for a lot of sketch comedy. Uh, I'm a magician's nerd. Slowly learning how to cosplay. That. That's about it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of boring. <laughs> no, that's, there's a lot to say about everything yeah. you're saying. Like, there's nothing boring about nobody. That's that is true. something you have to tell yourself. That is um, yeah, so we're uh, doing uh, 303. 303. 303, not 503. Not 503. <laughs> I, was so, I came in so hot for that episode. I was like, let's go. Oh, it's okay. We can't. I, Three, I think, just because we okay. have to now. <laughs> we have to now. Like. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> so, we have, do, do you have a story about fear that you want to tell people? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, the, the cool slash like terrible thing about fear is that it is all encompassing. Like, it means a lot for. It means a lot for everybody. Apologies if you can hear the dog. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I think the most, mostly like, mostly fear to me is like the, the one-on-one conversations, the really hard things you have to do. Like mm-hmm. personally, I can get in front of an audience of like 400 people and like try and make them laugh or like sing and dance, not a problem. But it's once you have like the hard personal like conversations and stuff, that's when I start waking out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes, it takes a lot to do something about that. Well, I think it's a, it's something with many actors, myself included, that I don't mind playing in front of an audience, but in front mm-hmm. of people I can see or people I know. I just, oh, that's a big one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Showing like parts of yourself to people that you know and like that intimacy is goddamn terrifying. <laughs> yeah, especially like when we um, when you do something that you are really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yeah. So like it's just, it's just like you coming for the podcast is something that is really vulnerable because you're like, hey, here I am. Yeah, I mean, this is my first. And a lot of people say, oh, I wish I could, but I'm not a, I, I'm not ready. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I hope they change their minds. I think it's fun. Selfishly, yeah. I love talking. I never shut up. I'm a huge <laughs> extrovert. I will just keep going if you don't stop me. So I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Of course, I want to hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> 
so before we uh, start doing the the anal uh, analysis, anal we're, we talk about the show. Uh, let's mm -hmm. do a 30-second <laughs> recap of the episode. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Um, okay. I'll try and go. I don't know if I can cover it. A lot, but nothing happened at the same time. Exactly. Well, <laughs> the magicians. Yeah. We don't understand <laughs> what pacing is. The magicians. Exactly. <laughs> nothing happens and then the last three episodes. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So, ready? Okay. Uh, yes. Go. Okay, so um, Alice is running from the lamprey. Um, she's like visiting her parents. Uh, the lamprey is this crazy parasite thing. Gets a hold of Quentin, so Quentin comes up to her parents. Shit happens. The lamprey, the lamprey humps, not humps, uh, switches bodies, and then um, it turns out it's uh, in Alice's dad, and then she kills her dad, and it sucks. Uh, and then on the Munchak, uh, Elliot gets the key because there's pirates all of a sudden, and then the pirates all want like the Munchak, and then Elliot escapes, and then like Guillermo from what we do in the shadows, I forget his uh, Benedict. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't even get close. <laughs> well, it was good. You did cover Alice like really <laughs> Benedict. Yes. He's so good in what we do in the shadows. By the way. <laughs> all right, my turn to. Oh yeah, go. Do I have to time you? 30 seconds? Oh, that's 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I could do that too, but it's going to be a boring podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, three, two, one, go. So the pirates are about uh, on the Munchak and they say like, yo, I'm going to rip your boat. And Margot is like, what? And then, and then the, fa uh, the fairy queen is like, yo, be a queen. And Margot is like, what? But she crushed her eyes. And then uh, in the meantime, Mar uh, Elliot and Fen are going in a... In a in like a hole and we don't know what happened that's gonna be next episode and yeah that's about it because you really covered well alice and quentin um um oh yeah penny died oops <laughs> we forgot to tell you <laughs> <laughs> It's like the episode after where Elliot's like, oh, hey, Penny. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so I went to uh, Merriam-Webster to uh, what, what is uh, mm. fear as a... And it's an, an, an up, unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by an anticipation or awareness of danger. Also... If there's something... like So, so it's that. That episode is oh, yeah, just yeah. that. The, like, the, the slowly <laughs> mounting dread of like... Everyone, yeah. Everything. That's kind of a metaphor for the show, really. <laughs> yeah, the show is we're fucked, mm -hmm. now what? Um, do you want to start, who do you want to start with? Uh, the Munjack, the Alice, the Alice, the Alice. or uh, Penny? Um, I mean, I guess since we did Penny last, we should do Penny now, like, for the recap. I feel, I feel <laughs> okay. like they only got, like, maybe two scenes. Like... But it starts with Julia basically trying to find mm -hmm. Katie. And um she finds her and, and she says, like, let me help, please. And you can see she's kind of fear afraid of Katie's rejection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think Julia does Julia does this thing where like she's she's such a gentle soul despite everything that she wants to reach out, but like I think she's scared, even though she does it anyway, that like the the like the one thing that's going to get her over that clutch like that one little rejection is going to be like the one she can't handle when it comes to like helping people i think yeah <laughs> i 
especially with Katie, because like she was the most vocal. Yeah, absolutely. And, she, and and like we, that's what we were touching in uh, the end of the, the season. We'd said that is not is gonna get out to, tomorrow. But like, why is Katie mad? Because technically, uh, the revenge against Renard was not hers. That was right. Julia. But Katie did kill for this. For the bullet that ended up not mm-hmm. doing anything. And I get why Katie is mad, but I also get why Julia tries to reach because Katie's a wall mm-hmm. of ice. Mm-hmm. Everything and like the moment she got betrayed, she was like, nope. Yeah. And like on the on the other hand, like Julia has every right to be upset too. It, that's something I do like as a side note. That's something I absolutely love about the show. One, you're gonna want to punch a member of the cast at any given time, and who that is will change every yeah. single episode. Oh, yeah. um, and two, like everything yeah. is messy. It's not there's n- there's never a black or white. It's yeah. Yeah, the only like the only character that I feel like the is the less messy character is Fan. Mm-hmm. I think. And that's because she didn't have a lot of experience yeah. before that. She was yeah, so yeah, you're probably right. And Plover, you know? but like on the other spectrum, because fuck that guy. <laughs> no, I, I, I think he's the missing. Really? Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we go to Katie, who is like so afraid of die of mm-hmm. Katie dying that she's gonna throw caution mm-hmm. to the wind, and she stay and like she's saying to um to Katie, oh, I'm gonna summon. Yeah, you. it's fine. She said that to. The, but she said that to a girl that got raped by a god trying to summon. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. Ooh. Like, I don't know if, well, like that, that shows like Katie was really ready. To oh yeah. She was day. desperate. <laughs> but, but like in the first episode, uh, when Quentin said, oh, we're going to try to summon a, uh, like a lower god, Julia is like, I don't want uh, what happened to me to happen mm. to anyone and yet she doesn't stop that's katie. really interesting and i'm wondering why is it because she's afraid of, of katie i don't know if she's afraid of katie necessarily but i think i think julia may be uh, mm, mm, what's the word i'm looking for it's not preoccupied but like more her her like hierarchy of needs is more let's get katie let's find a way to fix katie before i start worrying about that sort of stuff i think at that point maybe mm. i'm not really expressing myself clearly which is great for a podcast but <laughs> <laughs> riveting material but I, no no but i understand what you mean that for her it's more important to take care of katie than the possibility of it happening because she did get raped because I'm going to put that in like quotation of Katie, she protected mm-hmm. Katie from Reynard. So I, maybe it's that like instinct again of like, I got to yeah. be there for So her. like if somebody can handle it, it it's going to be me. So I am going to go put myself in this situation again to help somebody who is like hurting that much. Plus like a freaky person with like white eyes told me to. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, yeah, uh, that, that was a question I had like, who yeah, is I was this like, person what the f- talking to? <laughs> is it Our Lady Underground? I don't know. I think it is, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm 90% sure. She said, like, you're not listening. You're not listening to the sign, but like, what sign? I don't know. I, I kind of assumed it was Our Lady Underground. No, but that that, that makes sense because it's the only god except Renard that we really saw yeah. now. Yeah, until they just start like yeah, trickling so. down. <laughs> Yeah, and some are not real. It's fine. Uh, it's cool. It's oh. fine. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Everything's okay. <laughs> Nothing is 
but uh, and then uh, we have this moment between Penny and Katie, uh, where Katie's like, "Don't die," and Penny's like, "I'm gonna try not to die." But I don't know if you notice, Penny cr- cracks joke mm-hmm. the whole time. That's that tends to be like and what I, I do personally if I'm ever like balls to the wall scared, I'll make jokes. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Too. And he's like, Katie is like losing it, and he ne- it, like you know that Katie doesn't let her. Mm-hmm. down that low so he's like okay i need yeah. to do something i'm about to die so i'm gonna be yeah I'm, I'm gonna crack a joke so i don't have to feel like i'm the one causing like the person i love to like feel like shit yeah do, do you think do you think penny was afraid of dying because he shows that he's not afraid but we know how good an actor penny can be i think penny wasn't necessarily for i think so okay so with penny i think penny is sort of similar to elliot in the sense that i think both of them just really didn't expect to live like longer than like 26 or something um but i think penny's more scared of losing katie and losing the people he loves than dying if that makes sense like i don't think him dying is what scares him so much as the fact that if he dies he's not going to be able to be with katie like with the people he loves yeah i i don't think he ever saw the consequence of him dying until like his body yeah died, but not his yeah soul because like how many times he, tri- he almost died in two seasons? Like too many. <laughs> <laughs> to a point where Katie's yeah, like, it's not Groundhog Day. I mean, I guess it technically is in some instances, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then they're gonna call the 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 demon, and the first thing they do is they kneel. And he's like, "Yo, I thought that was hilarious." He's like, "Oh, dude, don't they make like don't make this awkward, please." <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, I find it funny because we have this fear of demons. Like, we expected him to be, like, this evil dude full of power and, like, oh, we need to have mm-hmm. chocolate for him to, like, not eat us. And the guy's like, yo, calm down. One of my friends who <laughs> just recently started watching the show made a really good point about how Magicians is really good with, like, the things that you think, especially when it comes to, like, filler and fillery terminology, the things you think that are, like, the most frightening tend to be, like, the stupidest yeah. shit but, like, the things that sound really, really innocent turn out to be, like, absolutely fucking horrifying. <laughs> and that's what, and like, it's a bit like the, the villain you think is the no, villain. Is almost the, never. <laughs> yeah, like, the first season, you thought it was the beast. Mm-hmm. No, it's Plover. Yeah. The second, the second you think, oh, it's going to be, like, Reynard. No. No, it's going to be the beast, and it's yeah, Reynard. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, you say, "Oh, it's going to be the fairy." No, it's Irene. It's a nice. It's it's nice fake outs. It's yeah, and like you think, oh, it's going to be the uh, uh, Elliot being possessed. No, it's Jewel, it's well, not. not Julie. It's uh, his sister. <laughs> and then even then, it's, no, it's like his sister, um, and it's yeah, 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 yeah. And like I, I, that's why I don't think the Dark King is the real villain of the show of this season. Probably five. not. Once again, we're doing we're saying that as we saw three episodes. No, but like, because <laughs> it's gonna be like publishing. Yeah, in like you know, you don't, you don't have to do it. Like, you can cut this if you want. But like, do you think, do you think the Dark King is Rupert Chatwin? Because I'm like ninety percent sure. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's Rupert Chatwin, but I think he's really like he's like the. Descendant. I can see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I don't think he will. He's definitely a Chatwin of some sort. I think. 
It's he's either Rupert uh, Rupert Edwin or he's uh, Rupert Goldwater. See, that's what I first thought, but then I was like, no, because they're setting it up that Elliot's gonna want to like bang him, and then I'm like, ooh. Yeah, but I think he might be relate, like like uh, grand grand yeah. grand grand. grand I don't kid. know if they're gonna do. Although it is this show, I have a tweet that uh, this is just a side note. Um, <laughs> um, I tweeted like, guys, I'm like pretty sure that Rupert. Chatwin is the Dark King, and some rando was like, actually, it's Plover, and started giving me all of these reasons. So I have it bookmarked because <laughs> I am petty. And um, if it if it is Rupert, I am going to immediately find that tweet again and reply and be like, guess what? I was right. <laughs> like that's how sure yeah. I am. No, it's not. It's not Plover because it would exactly. be too easy. Yeah, it would be too easy. The magician never mm-hmm. go for easy. They go for if you're paying attention, you'll get it. But if you're just like along for the ride, you're like, oh. <laughs> exactly. If you're not like, yeah. and like nothing is really um, nothing is really revealed as to like the ultimate quote unquote villain or the ultimate like oh here's the real play at, before like the tenth episode anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So go, going back to the right. to the demon that is yeah. really chill. Um. Can we talk to the fact that he's trying to get out the cancer of Penny and Penny like basically um, put uh, how you call that His weird knife fingers? Yeah, but like what what Penny did is like he oh astro protected but yeah, 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 astro yeah. project thank you he astro project projected himself and Penny was like what and the guy was like no shit <laughs> yeah like it's cool. what kind of demon. <laughs> We, we were supposed to be scared of summoning a demon who said no shame, bro. Yeah, this, like, skinny, scrawny English dude. Just like, it's okay. <laughs> but what's, what's awful in the end is uh, that it didn't work. It did not. And that... And, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that that was, like, Katie's worst fear. Oh, absolutely. Right yeah, it was, it was... Yeah, it was the worst case scenario. But I think like Penny's face, I, I don't think it's out of fear that he's like, oh shit, I don't have a body. It's out of like, I didn't see Yeah, I don't think he understood, like he kind of realized what he was doing until like it was done. Yeah, I think Penny is the kind of person that acts before. Mm-hmm. He's thinking. very instinctual, yeah. Meanwhile, Katie is the one that thinks before. Mm-hmm. That's probably why they compliment <laughs> each other so well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, like I think like the this this their whole like part in the the episode was just what fear does mm-hmm. to you. Out of like I'm afraid of losing you, but also I know you're afraid. Yeah, of and I mean because basically, yeah, basically like uh, Julia and Kate and Penny were there for co- like comforting Kitty's yeah. fear. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting too that like. I think I'm doubling back on what I said earlier that like a lot of times you don't necessarily fear for yourself. A lot of people, like most of their fear is just like the fear and worry for other people being put in mm-hmm. situations like that. And, and I th- I, we said this earlier, but like, I think that I think that it's absolutely what happened to Julia too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, you're right. It's just like go back to, 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 them and that's why I should Julia and Katie. Same. Oh, I didn't mute my phone again. Shit. I think they're phoning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a heavenly course of <laughs> let's ship it. 
<laughs> All right, let's let's go with the uh, with the uh, infillery while we're there. Yeah, let's backtrack. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and basically, it started with uh, Elliot looking at pirates and saying, "Well, shit." <laughs> There's actually something I really, really liked. I think I wrote it down. Did I write it down? Yeah. Um, with um, Frey, like, is Father a coward then? And Elliot was immediately like, no, Father's a survivor. I just really like that line. Like, I know it was meant as a throwaway joke, but I'm like, mm, I like it. But I don't think, I, like, mm-hmm. it's true. Yeah, that's what I love about it. Because sometimes, like, the best defense is to fucking mm-hmm. run away problem with Elliot is you run away a bit just much, a little but... it's a flaw <laughs> but I, I also think that like like Frey doesn't do not understand what's happening and it's clear because oh, she said that but no. before like they're saying like oh they're pillaging the the, the boat and, and she's like are they allowed to do that and like aren't you okay <laughs> and, like, she's not afraid she's more puzzled like you should be afraid I don't think that Frey has much fear for anyone other than the Fairy Queen. Like, I just, I don't think she's capable of it, really. Aside from, like, that one big push. Maybe she's just too brainwashed. Yeah, that might be it. Like She never saw anything else. Yeah, and so she's like, okay, whatever, this big scary thing that everyone else is reacting to that's terrifying. She's like, oh, this sure is whatever. Should I be scared? I don't know. Maybe because, like, she knows that Elliot is the king... And if we see her being under the queen, like nobody will try to cross the king, like the the fairy queen, like that. Right. Ooh. Right. So maybe. So it should be the same for yeah, Ellie. Like, and that's why she's like, "Why aren't you not oh. doing that?" Oh. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. You have some good takes, my friend. Yeah, so they, they're not written. They come out, and I'm like, "Huh." Hey. I'm smart sometimes. Uh, <laughs> nah, you're smart all the time. <laughs> we smart bitches. And then, uh, oh my god, Fen, like they go in the <laughs> they go in the royal quarter, and Fen is so ready with her knives, and like, and <laughs> Elliot is like is is more like is surprised and 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 scared of Fen than the yeah. pirates. She's like, holy shit. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's a moment where, like, I mean, it's cool because we see this side of Fen that we don't, like, necessarily see. I remember watching this series and being like, haha, Fen's a cool character. And then she, like, whips out those knives in that exact episode. And I was like, oh! Yeah, and I think... I like her even more. She's not mo- just the, like, princess. Yeah, I think that's the moment Elliot got respect for her. Because mm-hmm. if you yeah. go... In- mm. I think it was, like, slowly building. But I do think that was one of the big pushes. I think that was, like, the... Oh shit, man! You know, like this. But, but I agree that he respected her before. But he, he was like, "Okay, she's yeah. not just like there. She's ready to like, fight." Oh, that's right. You're confident. Yeah, and, you, and competent. Exactly. <laughs> and like when you think about what's gonna happen in season four in Elliot's um, happy place, then wiping those knife is part of her same outfit, same it's like that yeah moment where Finn was ready to like beat up pirates. Yeah. She, she was ready to like stab a bitch. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, we should be scared of the of the pirates technically, because like, but like, phrase it. Elliot is bad, but bad, that's because he doesn't have magic. Right. Otherwise, it would, like problem solved. Yeah, I like think. Uh, if Elliot had magic, whatever. whatever. <laughs> and Finn is like, I'm gonna stab a bitch. Nobody to touch my baby. 
So mm-hmm. I'm not really worried about it. Yeah. Like I understand that we have to be worried because pirates, but and also there are some there are some situations that are not necessarily so dire, but there are just some serious situations where like the slightest thing that's like a little off from what you're expecting and it just completely takes you out of the moment too. You're like, well, hold on, this isn't lining up to what this should be in my head, yeah. sort of thing. And I think Fen was one of those for Elliot. Mm-hmm. And then well, and um, Elliot noticed the keyhole in the in the boat that will bring them to the Netherlands. Why did the keyhole showed up? That's the one question I do not know, like... I think it's the same reason why the keyhole showed up in the episode, the Day in the Life episode, too. I think the keyhole just shows up whenever the person that has the key needs it. That's that's sort of what I assumed. No, I think that's what happened you're right. it happened in, in the too. books. It happened in, uh, with, yeah. when they go to uh, Timeline 23, they were, they yeah. were supposed to go to somewhere else. Oh yeah, yeah. Magic's fucking weird. I don't know. We'll file that under. <laughs> that's what is interesting is the the key have a, like a journey of their own. They're like sentient. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I don't like. I think I don't want to categorize magic as its own sentient thing, but like I do think you're right. There's an element of like the keys are operating on a no, like on an, an another level that like who fucking knows about it's, it's a certain plane slash like level. I don't necessarily think they're sentient, but I think they're just kind of like, they have their path and they know the path for some reason, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, I don't know what it was. Like, yeah. Bit, <laughs> I mean, like that was not the right word, but like they have a goal and they're going to do it, whatever happened. And their goal mm-hmm. is to be reunited and have opened the back door. Yeah. So for them to yeah, be exactly. open, okay, we're gonna have to save Elliot. Took <laughs> <laughs> like a MacGuffin, but like not really, <laughs> but like sort of. But like sort of. And then let, uh, yeah. we're gonna go to Margot because that's the last we're gonna see of. Um... Oh, that beautiful, beautiful woman. <laughs> and it starts with Margot. Um, what did I wrote? Okay. Sometimes I cannot read myself. Um, like Margot is like super life. angry at at at, at Tick for not uh, pla- uh, making people plant uh, unedible food where farm should be. Oh yeah, I feel like she's like barely hanging on. She is a stressed mess. She's about to lose like, it, and we yeah. can see her eye, the one <laughs> that she's mm-hmm. scared. And we don't we're not used to see Margot scared, but she's really scared of the fairy queen. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is, like, she doesn't have her lifeline with her physically. She doesn't have Elliot there. Not that Margot was dependent on anyone, let's make that perfectly clear, but I do think having well, he's <laughs> her... Like, he's an anchor. Yeah. And also... Yeah, they're, they're like, soulmates, yeah. in a way. Oh, yeah, they are. And, like, not having your other half there, especially in a situation that is so, like delicate like that would really fuck someone up, Margot included. Like and she knows that she's controlled and Margot is someone that needs control in her life. Like the mom mm-hmm. she doesn't have it. And that's been completely yanked away from her. Exactly. And then maybe that's why she acts so like scared is like, fuck that. <laughs> well, yeah, I think she's so unused to yeah. it too. And like doing doing something and entering situations where you don't know you you don't know what's gonna happen is quite frankly terrifying. I like I'm not necessarily a planner, but I like having a vague idea of what's mm-hmm. up. 
So when I don't have a vague idea of what's up, I tend to get like really, really antsy. The, the and like, I just imagine Margot's on like a completely different plane of existence with that same thought. Oh, totally. Like, totally. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, like, she's not an A type, but kind of. She, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not like. She's not Zelda. Yeah, she's not Zelda. She's not going to make an Excel spreadsheet on things she's going to do today, but like, she's got a lot of irons in the fire. Yeah. So. And uh, I just want to point out, uh, <laughs> Tick saying, if you allow me to mansplain, I love and then you can womansplain me. I love Tick. He's trying so hard to understand her saying. Tick, Tick and Rafe are some of the most underappreciated people in the entire I series know. because of shit like that. I just, I fucking love Tick Pickwick. <laughs> I stopped loving him I, when he started I stand. to betray. But, <laughs> but like even then, it was done in such a ridiculous way. I was like, I, <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> Stupid laugh as he was like going by. I was like, you know what? I can't hate yeah. you. I can't. If you allow too me ridiculous. to explain, okay, you tried. Um, An attempt was made. But then, uh, like we were just saying, Margot is like really afraid of the fairy queen, but she's. Mm. So afraid of losing Elliot after learning he's, he's like sieged by pirate that she's gonna go to the fairy queen to ask for help. How mm-hmm. like how afraid was Margot to do that? I th- yeah, and I think now that because we, we just mentioned it with Julia, I think that might be the same case of where Margot was like, uh, I like I hate this fairy queen. I do not like her. I am terrified of what's gonna happen if I disobey her. Not terrified, yeah. but like I, I I do have some fear of my consequences. But Elliot takes priority right now. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And sometimes you gotta like push, especially if you're dealing with a crisis. Sometimes you just kind of have to push all of that shit down and just be like, "I have to deal with this later." As as like absolutely terrifying as that is. <laughs> Maybe it's a different- and then sometimes it's just like a manual override where your brain goes, "You need this more. Face this first. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. And I think it's a bit also like Penny, where she didn't thought of the consequences. She's just, mm-hmm. I need a solution. I have one. Okay, bye. For, yeah, for somebody who thinks an awful lot about stuff, uh, Katie's kind of impulsive too, I yeah. think. <laughs> I think Margot is really, thinks a lot, except when it comes to Elliot, because she did sell fans baby. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. That, Elliot is Margot's weakness and, like, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. big time. And everyone knows it. <laughs> but, uh, like to a point, I don't. I think it can be deadly for them. Absolutely, it's a their their relationship is one hundred percent a double edged sword, in my opinion. Oh yeah, like and they're super strong, but like also like you know, remove one. <laughs> and we know what happened when Elliot is gone. Like Margot lost her shit in the desert in season four. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then <laughs> Margot say, uh, "Oh, uh, those two uh, uh, Dick and forgot his name. The other guy. Oh, the one that like I after didn't notice it. until this episode. Well, it, yeah, I was like, who the fuck is yeah, he? It, he's <laughs> like, is a cons- isn't the consul till this episode, and after we don't see him, so I think he, they wrote him off because the guy was needed to leave. That's my. Oh yeah, and the fa- the fairy queen was like, oh yeah, no, he dead. Yeah, so, but like, well, not dead, but like, like pretty she much made dead. herself seen for the first time to them because be- 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 before mm-hmm. and they bowed to her. Do they bow well, yeah. out of fear? 
Absolutely. If you see, if that shit, like, even if I was used to a world of magic, if there was, like, a fairy queen that you know has a power to dick around, like, Margo of all people, if they suddenly made themselves known, I would be like, take it, take whatever you want. You want my clothes? Take that, too. Like, <laughs> You're right that, like, if Margo is afraid, I should be afraid. That is real. Yeah, I would shit my pants if that were to happen because like margo is such a strong person yeah. <laughs> i would be like oh, okay all right Thanks. i'm gonna do whatever you say <laughs> and then we see Mar uh, like they go to the boat and we learn that uh, for a pegasus weapon a bird has to fuck a horse not the other way around listen sometimes there's a phrase i really like I, i'm sure it's a meme but it just goes sometimes it'd be like that. yeah sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> and that's kind of like whenever something weird like that comes out of the magicians i'm like okay i'm not gonna question it the answer you're like eh. but didn't need to know that thanks guys <laughs> present herself to the pirate um uh, the pirates uh she say i'm a i queen margo the destroyer i think she said that winston fear Oh, yeah, that was a total power move. <laughs> yeah, it's not like she didn't say I'm our I Queen Margot, which she always said. It's the first time that no. she used a destroyer. No, it was absolutely a threat. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> But I just want to. Okay, <laughs> here's me thinking way too hard, okay? The, do it, do the it. The pirate, what it's called, what it's called uh, Hops. Okay, and in timeline 23, Alice worked in a in a in a boat with bunnies, and the captain oh bunny pirates yeah, though, and the bunny is uh, the captain is called Hops. So in my head, in timeline <laughs> 23, the pirate became bunnies, and now they are smuggling radish. I love that. Or like timeline 23, everything's the same except like the pirates are bunnies and that's like, what Jane Chatwin changed. <laughs> they made like a bad a bad deal with the fairy queen. Yeah. <laughs> that was the deal they oh, made with that. the fairy queen and it backfired or something. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. So much. <laughs> I, like, I, I thought about that and I was like laughing alone in my couch and then I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about that way too much. <laughs> No, you're, no, that's a that's good. You should feel good. <laughs> I love it. Um, let's. <laughs> Come on. It's perfect. No, that's beautiful. I think that's my favorite headcanon. Yeah, no, abs. It's right up there for me. <laughs> And it's the kind of shit that I'm sure, like, the writer will say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And even if it's not true, like, why not? It is now. So, yeah. whatever. <laughs> And I want to mention that it's the first time that we are introduced to a king being a woman with the king of pirates. Oh, yeah. Which will plant the seed for King Margot in the end of the season. Yeah. Damn, I didn't even notice that. I gotta take better notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a BA in cinema. That doesn't count. <laughs> I learned to do no, that. That counts. Something you get. No, that totally no, counts. No, but I learned to do that. Short. It's not you. It's I, I'm. I'm thinking about bunny oh. cures on pirates. Okay. <laughs> yeah, which is also awesome. So I fail to see the problem in this situation. Um. When the when Margot's uh, then she's gonna like try to seduce ish the 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 the, the king. Oh, she's like, uh, 
I'm not here to play. I'm here for business. But like, if you're nice to me, I'm going to be nice to you, blah, blah, blah. Margot always used her sexuality at her advantage. Oh, yeah. That, she's totally in her element there. Even, even as, like, in my opinion, even as the Pirate King was like, I'm not saying some creepy shit, but it was um, like, oh, you like, I don't know. I'm a little hesitant. Like, I don't even know if you know what a safe, like what a safe word is or anything. Like Margot was still in her element there, I, I think. Yeah. So that, that was my question. Like, she's not doing that out of fear. It's out of like trying to get back control of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, she's probably had to deal with people like that before, like just on like a purely like sexual basis. I think like her whole thing with the Pirate King even just like the negotiation, as much as it went sour, it was a moment where it was like, oh, we've got like Margot back for a little bit where she's not like beholden to the fairy queen. She's not like afraid. Um, yeah. She's not afraid. She's, she's just Margot going, this is a situation that I'm going to do X and Y to take care of. And that's that. And the uh, rest of you guys can go fuck off. I don't care. I'm going to handle this. Yeah, like <laughs> control. Mm-hmm. I truly believe mm-hmm. that. Um, and maybe that Margot in control and Margot out of control are fascinating to me because they're just so different. <laughs> maybe that's why the fairy queen let her do her stuff. Yeah, no. Um, maybe like. No, I think you're right. Because uh, like the queen was saying, like, Margot's not doing what she wants. So she's like, okay, do your thing. And if you need help, I'm going to help. But, and she saw that Margot can make shit done. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally subscribe to that. And, um, but then uh, they, they learn about the, the, the deal that they want to make, which is uh, the boats. And Margot, like, they, 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 they're talking about how the boats react, and Margot went straight to PTSD. Yeah, oh yeah. Is it because um, of Ellie? That... No, I don't think it was... I don't think it was necessarily because of Elliot. Personally, I think because Margot is so confident in her sexuality, I think she knows exactly those like kind of kind of signs and stuff. Because I think she's not necessarily like dealt with it herself, but like because she's very aware of what sex can and can't do for her or for other people and stuff like that. I, I think that's why she immediately went like, okay, like. Also, just because she likes to, like, cut to the point super quick, I really do think that she just went, no, all right, here's the bare bones of it, and that's fucking gross. That's something ticks say, like, your words are coarse but truthful, because, like, they mm-hmm. have a way to say, like, oh, it's this, 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 and Margaret's like, that's fucking rape! <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, yeah, a, that's um, what happens a lot with people, or, like, we try to flourish something that is really gross. Yeah, um, and I think... Like, like Margot was normally pretty blunt. I think we can all agree and, and pretty just straight up like, no, it's this. I'm going to lay it out to you. But I think that was a specific moment of like, fucking excuse me. Just call it what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that, that's the thing. Like she goes, she goes and then to the, the Munjak, which is one of the moment I fell in love with Margot, where she's like, what do you want? Mm hmm. That was really, really cool because I was fully preparing for. And this was like uh, my when I first watched it. This was my bad read on Margot. I was fully preparing for Margot to be like, "I'll do anything to get like Elliot back and settle this. Go for it." And I thought that was going to be like a guilt thing, maybe for yeah. the, like a bit of the episode. So she didn't, and I was like, "I'm so glad I'm wrong." But that's the thing. Margot is like that, but she's also woman empowered woman. Yeah, and 
which I totally misjudged. Yeah, and I think uh, that's the first time we saw, like you were saying about our priorities. Mm-hmm. Her priority was still, I'm not going to allow that. Like Because she did something unconsensually to someone, which is Fen and her baby, I'm realizing now, and it backfired. So mm-hmm. now she's asking the consent to the person. Holy shit, yeah. I just realized that. <laughs> Ooh, mm, you know what that is? That's growth. That is growth, baby. You go, Marco! <laughs> <laughs> but and I'm going to ask this question, which is really gross, but I have to ask it. Is consented rape still rape? I'm not sure what you mean by that. Basically, she she asked the she asked the boat, "You don't want it, but you have to do it. Do you want it?" Oh. And if the boat would have said yeah. yes, would it still be a rape? Yeah, yeah. I think it would. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it would. And I think it's the it's the idea like. I think, like, bottom line, boat doesn't want it. It doesn't matter if they have to. They don't want it. Yeah. And, Bam. And it's, <laughs> and I think also it will... It, it, saying, like, no, it's not rape will devalue all the girls that did it thinking they had to. Yeah. Yeah. I That... The, mm, the boat thing made me really, like, uncomfortable. I felt it was kind of... Not ham-fisted in there, but, like... I think there were probably better ways of doing that. <laughs> so, like, the entire time, like, that whole plot line came up, especially when I first watched it, I was like, no, stop. This is not cool. I don't care that it's probably going to come around in, like, another episode. Stop. But I think it's... So I'm very, very glad it was, like, a no, and it was a hard Yeah, no. but I, and, and that's <laughs> another thing of, like, empowerment, because, like, again, she, she took out the... And at the end, the, the Munchak didn't have to answer. Mm-hmm. Like, the fairy queen mm-hmm. decided... But I think like the and uh, once again I think I'm wondering. Go ahead. I'm wondering if that was like some weird test for Margot. I think it was the boat thing. I I, yeah. I think like the fairy queen will have not let it have happened. Yeah, it's like Margot yeah. was right that the people of Fillory still needed to fear Margot's and Elias' power. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. So if they are like, oh no, like a, a, a another boat fuck their boat. That's really weird that we say that and it makes sense. Uh, it will like welcome to the magician. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, nothing makes fucking sense. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, and but when she talked uh, to the to the what's the the munjack, she talks about the pirate and she says the real thing is dirty and fucked up. Just like the Johnny Depp. But she's talking about the pirates, but I think she's also talking about, like, we, we can transfer that to the whimsy of Fillory. And, like, mm-hmm. even, like, when we went to Fillory for the first time, it was so, like, oh, my God, Fillory. And then you, like, live there, and the real thing yeah. is dirty and fucked up. The, like, ooh, it's Fillory lasted for, like, maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, and I think that's the expectation, and we can transfer that to love. Mm-hmm. of that like oh yeah. I love the guy and at the end like ah uh, maybe not and and yeah. yet like I'm forced to have intercourse because that's what you should do whatever you know like and I think like as much as it's whimsy and like you say I'm so happy it didn't happen I think it the the the, the like um conflict Margot lives is something that happens in real life yeah it is yeah, but, <laughs> I agree with you there. But you know, it's about boat fucking. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I 
I love the magicians so much, but there are some things where I'm like, uh, okay, about, and that's kind of like the boat sitch for me. I was like, uh, that sure is a thing you guys are doing. All right. I guess I'm with you. The boat fucking, and it stayed in the writer's room the whole season. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you can. (laughs) Yeah. YOLO. Yeah. You know what they're going to do next time? They're going to link it to David Bowie. It's going to be great. Like, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And then, okay. Why did, like, the, the fairy queen didn't have to kill the pirates. No, but can we discuss how fucking cool slash gross it was that she was like, here's all your teeth. I'm putting them in a jar. <laughs> yeah, that was really to continue. I think she killed the pirate to, to- to bring back Margot to fear. Oh, absolutely. And also, like, why not collect teeth, I guess? Yeah, because I'm a fairy, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, she was just putting them in the jar, and I was like, ooh, ooh, I don't like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I think that Margot, did, like, uh, Margot was empowered the whole time, and the fairy, the fairy queen was like, okay, we're gonna ring it back. Yep, yep, we're gonna shrink her down a little bit. But, like, the cool thing about that is that, like, because, so, like, when people are scared, there's like the fight or flight or freeze yeah. sort of thing going on. And, and Margot just went, okay, fuck you. I'm going to squish this eye. <laughs> yeah, this was a question. Which I thought was so cool. Like that was, I don't think it was necessarily like the button that did it or anything, but I think it was just like the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, that, that was of all of the shit that's been going on. That was on. one of, of the things. Like, do you think Margot has or like crushed her own I out of fear of out of I need to gain back some control in my life. I think it was more I think it was more control and a lot of it I think was just I'm done <laughs> with you and with this. Mm-hmm. So fuck you. If I'm going to go out I'm going to go out on my own terms sort of thing. Yeah. And I think that I think the fairy queen knew it was tick that stole it. She was just waiting for us to see if Margot would break. Yeah. Yeah, because the Fairy Queen is a lot of things, but, like, to- smart as shit is one of them, yep. too. Like, yep. I'm scared of her. Yeah. I think the fairies are some of the most interesting way that, like, Celia and Antilia have been done mm-hmm. in a while. Because, I mean, they're so... It's so easy to be like, nope, they're fairies. They're gonna steal your name. if you, or They're gonna steal you if you give you their name. Like, it's really easy to do mm-hmm. that, but, like, to make... To make fairies, like... Complex? Yeah, like, not just... Ter- like, they're not just terrifying, and they're not just like, ooh-wee, look at me and my wings. They're, like, a whole bunch of shit. And also, That's like, really they're cool. acting that way out of fear. I'm just realizing, like, she's a character yeah. out of fear. Yeah, the fairies are some of my favorite arcs, and I'm not just saying that, because I really like the whole, like, silly shit. <laughs> Although that is a big part of it. Like, I just... I really, really like the fairies. I, I, I like like how they, complex- they showed up... Yeah, they showed up at the end of season two. two, and there were like some of them were like floating yeah. on horses, and that song was playing, and I was just like, "Yeah!" But what I find <laughs> I was so happy. What I find interesting <laughs> is that in the magician, no one is evil for pure evil, even Reynard. No, no, because things are messy. Exactly, um, and, and like the fairy queen was acting like that, and what took over Fillory because she wanted her people to survive. Mm-hmm. It was not about Fillory at all. 
No, no. She was like, all right, let's let's get a hold on this. Let's move. Like, let's uh, make it habitable for us. (laughs) And I'm going to do that the way I know how. Oh, shit. Look at this. I made a deal with the queen. Whoop. There's my chance. It wasn't like a fuck fillery. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, and then let's go to Alice and Quentin and the lamprey. Can we talk, and talk the about the crap? Alice is afraid of her parents, big time. I think Alice is afraid of what her parents think of her. I don't think she's afraid of her parents. I think Alice is afraid of what she thinks her parent thinks of her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. Because like, who has not been there? Like, <laughs> like she put intent and meanness a lot in Stephanie, and the more I'm mm-hmm. like deeply watching because of this 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 podcast, the more I empathize with Stephanie. Yes, she's a creepy, yeah, she's a crazy bitch. But in the end, Alice is really mean to her. Mm-hmm. I. It's. Yes. Um. Stephanie reminds me a bit of uh, my mother, and I'll, I'm not gonna like bleed my heart out or anything, but like it's it's that if 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 you start a relationship or if something happens in the relationship, especially in like a mother daughter relationship where one of you guys has completely uneven footing, and you realize that your parents aren't perfect mm-hmm. and they're human from like a negative 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 experience that is so hard to come back from and i think that's what happened and i think that's why alice is such a goddamn bitch to stephanie and i mean i'm not saying stephanie doesn't deserve it but like also stephanie needs to do like both of them them, just like take a deep breath sadly what they needed was a bit uh, slap in the face and it was daniel's death and like we saw we were gonna see in the other season how much they're gonna grow out of that Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think Alice is also just scared of what she's done. And it's... Yeah. There's the element of, like... Yeah, all of, like, the creatures I've tortured and all of the experiments I've done, but it's more like, holy shit, I did that because I was capable of it. But that's the thing. Alice is afraid of what she was as a Niffin without her shade. Exactly. And, I mean, like... I get, like... I, I don't agree that... Alice was a monster. I think the Niffin was doing what the Niffin do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe that Alice thinks she was the monster. I believe that. Too. <laughs> I don't think she is. No, no, I don't think so. Either. And um, it's funny because, like, she said, like, um, let me stop in my note. Um, uh, 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 Alice refused to say what she did because she feel like she's a monster, but then she's gonna throw it out in Stephanie's face because she's afraid of her mother forgiving her. Ooh. Ooh, I hadn't thought about that. I think like I feel like half of this podcast has me just been has just been me going, ooh to be fair, in like, some way, shape or form. To be fair, sometimes I do that, but in my head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no filter. <laughs> uh, but like I think she like because at this point, she's like, look, it's going to be fine, Alice. We're going to be d- doing that together. And, like, the lamprey's not about, like, the lamprey didn't kill Quentin. That means he's not about to kill you. And she's like, mm-hmm. fuck you. You don't know that. Don't forgive me. You don't know what I did to yeah. that lamprey. Yeah. You can't just be like, no, it's okay. We'll figure it out when you have, like, no idea what the hell actually happened. Yeah. Um. 
Um, but I just want to come back to when she arrived with the cat, and the cat, because um, she stole the cat, because you know it's fucking. It's like it's gross and it's me, but it's like the it's one it's the weirdest thing, and like I love it. What the fuck? <laughs> it's uh, so weird. And then like the cat like see Carol and meow and like. I was afraid because it was afraid it just got like kidnapped and there there's a woman yeah. like approaching her and trying to pet the cat. The cat's like, what happening? But like it's not because yeah, she was like free. so many stressors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, and like that ins- incited fear inside Alice while it. Oh yeah, I think at that point Alice was so paranoid. The slightest movement of that cat, she would have just been like, shoot. Exactly, and I think like. She didn't realize that the cat was afraid. No. Oh, absolutely not. No. Um, it, I, that lamprey was just, it was all encompassing to Alice. Like, I think rightfully so, but like you said, out of fear, she just hyper fixated on that. Mm-hmm. And not the fact that she was like back at her parents and not the fact that like Stephanie or Carol or whatever was there just like, I guess it goes back to like Margot too. She's like, okay, I need to take care of this. I need to get yeah. rid of this feeling about this, and then I'm gonna fucking deal with everything else. That's the thing, that's the, <laughs> okay. That's the, the, yeah, yeah. It's just I dropped my my book. Oh, um, okay. That's the that's the thing with fear is sometimes it blinds you of other things, mm-hmm. and you end up hurting people, such as Carol. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to point out. I don't know if you noticed when she. Uh, Okay, she banged a hammer in the car and then she got a battery. That makes no sense. Um, <laughs> but like the whole like I don't I don't drive. I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, the whole garage thing has this like horror lightning vibe of like barely lit and it's flashing and then you hear a mm. noise and that's why the moment she see Quentin, she's hitting him. I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hit the fuck out of him. It's this weird boxy shaped dude looming. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but then like, Quentin is like, I don't know what it left me, but it doesn't want to kill you, and I think that's scarier for Alice. Because you can wrap yeah. yourself oh, yeah. around the fact that okay, it wants revenge, but now, no, what does he want then? But now, like, what it what does it want exactly? Yeah, there are fates worse than death, and if there's one thing the magicians taught us, it's that. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> and the fact that like Alice said after that, uh, as a Niffin, there was nothing I wouldn't do to ki- uh, to to know knowledge. I think mm-hmm. Alice like is like that, not a Niffin. I agree. Yeah, and I think that's part like. The cool thing about Alice and what I like is I know she gets a lot of hate, but I like Alice I as a Alice. character, especially TV show Alice. I think a lot of oh shit where was i going with this um i think a lot of what scares alice isn't she says it's it's her potential but i don't think it's necessarily her potential it's more if she doesn't constantly check herself what will she do Mm. and i think i mean i think a bit of it is like she is pretty pretty powerful but i think like there's another level with alice that's basically just like i i don't know if this is ever going to be the right thing but i have to like do it and i think she's just constantly checking herself with that and a lot of times it fails (laughs) yeah yeah no totally and i think 
Hopefully I'm making sense. I think I'm no, making no, you, sense. You, you Again, it's just, a podcast. I didn't talk about that and you're totally, totally agreed. Uh, yeah. That mm. is scary. Because, I mean, I... Not personally, but, like, I know people who have kind of been like that. Not necessarily, like... I'm not talking about, like, on the, like, sociopath spectrum. That I'm not talking about, like, that sort of level. But there are people who are, like... I've never been in like situations like this before and I'm afraid of if I say or do the wrong thing or if I act a certain way. And it's sort of a it's sort of a sweet spot between those two mm-hmm. sort of things I've just said that Alice is cuz she's she's smart but she's not emotionally smart mm-hmm. or as emotionally smart as some of the other people in the cast and it's it's a really it's a hard balance when you try to look at everything intellectually. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that's why Alice is better. Julia is better having got power than Alice. Absolutely. Because I think yeah. both of Yo, them God, are yeah. like so powerful or the most powerful magician we know. Mm-hmm. I could write essays on those two together. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and I think like, together they're like... deadly. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think mm-hmm. Julia... As, I like the, the word that you said, the emotional um, intelligence. Yeah, or like, because uh, maturity isn't the right no, it's word. it's emotional because Alice didn't grow up with a place with love and care no. and understanding. I, like, her parents obviously tried, but they weren't very good and at it. Really and they were really there so well too. Like, yeah, the moment, <laughs> the moment you realize that your parents aren't human or aren't perfect and are just in fact like normal ass human beings with their own fuck ups. If you figure it out the wrong way, like if there's a cataclysm where that happens and it's not necessarily like something minor, that's fucking terrifying and that'll mess you up, man. (laughs) And that's exactly what happened to Alice. Especially since that's a young age and people lie to you about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, Charlie died and her parents didn't handle it well. And that's kind of what Alice was kind of, thrust into and she was like ooh got to emotionally close myself off at all times now okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin electrocuted himself why I love that beautiful idiot he, no he wasn't an Such idiot a- he 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 plays the he plays the martyr cards so goddamn much. He's like, oh, is there a sword? Let me fall on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then apologize. Yeah. Um, or get mad about it. The thing is, like, yeah. Like, there was no reason for him to do that except that he saw how afraid Alice was. Yeah. Um, I think he acted instinctually and he was like, okay, well, there's one way I'm going to prove I'm not. This is the easiest solution. but that's the thing after that like she talks about with the lamprey the lamprey is like blah 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 and then the lamprey say i'm gonna see myself out meaning he's gonna get out of daniel's body and yet she electrocutes her dad that was such a oh that was panic i never understood why until we talk about that was just (laughs) that was straight up panic um and yeah i i just realized it now and, and alice is, <laughs> alice fucking has to live with all of that and that's gonna that makes her withdraw even more and that makes her question herself even more and that makes her terrified of herself even more i could write essays on alice quinn um <laughs> but no you, and i think i think 
Alice understand that if she act only out of fear, and that's gonna be Alice sees and is Alice acting out of fear and not thinking and doing bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alice is just afraid in season yep. three. No, absolutely. And uh, the last thing I have is uh, when she talked with Quentin and like she's like, I'm not that girl anymore, blah, blah, blah. And she admits, I don't know what I want. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That, oof. that, that like, yeah, gave I, me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oof. Me too. Oh, I and to I, I think like, <laughs> exactly. But that is her basically saying what she's afraid the most. Mm-hmm. She always had a goal. And it's, yeah. Always. And it's so, and again, it's the most terrifying moments, I think. Unfortunately, it's but part of being just, human, but like also the most terrifying parts of being human is being yeah. like, hey, here's myself. Here's myself vulnerable. Holy shit. <laughs> the thing is, uh, Quentin said, it's okay. Yeah. And I think that was the perfect. It answer. really, really was. It wasn't a, we'll figure something out. It was just a, like, hey, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not, I'm going to try to help. It's not like, you know what you want. It's like, same. Yeah, you know, like, I get it. <laughs> I get <Exactly>. it. <laughs> so, um, now it's time to do the Lecto Divina. Yeah. I have my little. So, just as a reminder, Lecto Divina is a practice made by monk uh, to read. Um, Secret text that we adapted for the show. Uh, so the first step, we're gonna find a sentence in the episode, and then I'm gonna read and say what's literally happening. Yeah. Then we're the, again we're gonna find an allegory, what the story reminds us of another story. The third step is reminding you what it, it's something that reminds you in your life and what you feel called for as the fourth. Sure. Step. So the sentence is. You got poison trying to help me. You got poison trying to help me. First step. What is literally happening? Do you know? Like show-wise? Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to refresh my memory. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's easy when you have the script in front of you. Um, Katie is telling that to Penny because she... Oh, say, like, right, 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 and, and she's like, dude, you... You like good poison, yeah, yeah. It, which is it's, it's interesting because it's it's literal and metaphorical, which I think is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it was an effort for it to, for I I took it as a throwaway line, and I shouldn't have, but <laughs> but yeah, because you like literally poison room trying to help you, but mm-hmm. also like Katie's walls are so high because she she it's not necessarily that she doesn't think she's good enough for people; it's just that she thinks she she'll hurt people. Well, uh, with her mom, we can understand. Exactly, that. exactly, and I think that's kind of Penny. Penny doing that and Penny dying is a lot of that coming to not fruition. That's not yeah. the right word, but like in her mind, it's fruition. In her mind, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. yeah. Allegory. What does this uh, remind you as a story, story wise? Uh, I don't know why it makes me think of the poison apple in uh, Snow White. Ooh, really? I'm thinking of, like, um, the frog and the scorpion. Oh, I don't know. Um, so there's a... I'll, I'll try to keep it quick. And how I remember it, or how I've been told it, is uh, there's a frog and a scorpion, and they're trying to cross a river. And the frog is like, hop on my back. And the scorpion is like, but I'm a scorpion. 
um, I might sting you. And the frog is like, it's okay, hop on my back, I trust you. And halfway through the river, or the scorpion stings um, the frog. And the frog asks why. And the scorpion goes, I can't help what I am, and you can't help what you are. Something like that. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, I'm a scorpion, and that's what I do, sort of thing. Um, I'll send you, like, the so proper, the- like, non-Cliff Notes version of it later. <laughs> We'll link in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, what does it remind you in your life? I mean, I'm gonna reread. I'm gonna reread the sentence. Is you got poison trying to help? Literally, I was an asshole and a really toxic person in high school. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. I I try to be like I was all of the worst parts of um, I think Elliot in terms of like partying and being like that. Um, Mm-hmm. and uh yeah so there's a there's a couple of ex-girlfriends i've had that have basically just been they've been the nicest people to me and they've tried to help and i have just done the shittiest things to them <laughs> luckily i'm cool now i'm chill now we've made up it's fine but like 16 year old me was a fucking yeah. monster <laughs> uh for me it reminds me that I, my best friend of person that officiated my wedding Ooh. told me this year I need to take a step back from you because I'm a lot of drama mm-hmm. right now uh, and she has a lot of drama in mm-hmm. her life and uh, I was taking all her spoons all her energy mm-hmm. and she needed to take and she's like it's not that I don't love no. you I still want to be your friend but as a moment I need yeah, a break that can be so and it broke my yeah heart. that can be so hard for both parties like but the thing is is she never told me until I went to her mm-hmm. is I noticed that she stopped inviting me mm-hmm. and, stuff. and I went to her and I said like are we still friends mm-hmm. it's okay if not just yeah, I just me. need to know an answer yeah yeah and she told me like look it's not against you I love you but right now you're a lot and I cannot handle mm-hmm. it and when I'm gonna be better both of us we can be back together but right now I'm yeah. not you need and, a breather you need to just kind of yeah and I'm gonna like that took fucking courage to do uh-huh. that. Let you go. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's like it's a courage for your friend to do that, and it's a courage for you to be like, "Hey, I'm prepared for the answer to be no, but I want to know what's up." I hate being in the unknown. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me what it is, because basically, not knowing what we are basically had me have it an abusive ex. So, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, so now I want to be clear in my relationships. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I can, I can see that being a bit of a cataclysm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fourth step, what do, do you feel called for? I think I want to, I'm, I'm called for if I see people that are toxic, but I still want to be friend with them, just telling them, hey, I need to step back. And not as a, I'm going to cut all, I, all my bridge. Well, sometimes you have to, but also like it's okay to take a step back from a friend because you don't have their energy for it and doesn't mean you're a bad friend it's just you're you won't be a good friend for that person right yeah. now oh i totally agree with that um also don't don't i guess on my end don't take other people's forgiveness for granted don't ever do that shit man <laughs> <laughs> i like yeah. that i like that oh that was a good lecture divina i love this because you make like the simplest phrase like a throwaway mm-hmm. sentence becomes so mm-hmm. deep. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
lastly, let's do the vase and the flower. So basically, it's an, uh, an expression that means don't give a back away compliment. Don't give the vase and then throw the uh, don't give the flower and then throw the vase. Don't give a back and end the compliment. So who do will we will give the flower? So a kudos and a and a vase that comes down. Um, I gotta think about it. You should go first. <laughs> okay, I had it in my mind, and now that we had this entire conversation, I'm like, has it switched? <laughs> Well, I think uh, mine will be with my my flower will go to Margot mm -hmm. for asking consent. Yeah. Uh, as she was in a shitty position, like she was with mm -hmm. Fan, and instead of saying "yep," she went, and she knew that there was no answer, mm -hmm. no good answer. Mm -hmm. Both answer will be bad, but the fact that she still gave that chance um, for a choice. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Is, uh, is, I think uh, you said you call it growth, and I agree. And my vase will go uh, to the fairy queen for fucking killing the pirate for no reason. Sometimes you gotta take some teeth, Kath. Sometimes you just gotta yank them. Yeah, but you don't out. have to kill you them. Gotta... Just ask my dentist. <laughs> no, man, you gotta go full on side. You gotta put those bitches in a jar. You gotta win. Still fear. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you? Um, do I, so do I do, like, can I do the same one or do I have to do a different one? Because I'm totally cool. No, you do what you want. Um, I really like Quentin's just like, hey, it's okay. But I think I'm going to have to mm. give it to Margot for the same reason. She mm -hmm. was like, hey, I'm going to stop just blindly thinking about <laughs> blindly because she's got one eye um thinking about um eh. that I'm, I'm just gonna straight up ask the boat um honestly i think my vase is gonna go to stephanie mm -hmm. um i understand why she's acting like she is but also like dude come on your daughter is obviously in distress like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And for, like, trying to mother. kiss Quentin. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was just out of line. And Quentin's like, she tried to kiss me and I didn't do anything. I didn't cheat on you again. I, just, I love how Alice was immediately like, yeah, no, this is Stephanie. <laughs> like, like, yeah. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you for uh, joining it us. It was so I nice. It was good to hear me talk a bunch. It was nice to hear you talk uh, a bunch. <laughs> a lot. In fact, uh, I, I, if you want, I will... Uh, I'd order to have you more. Hell, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, <laughs> I, again, please cut this out because I'm just going to be tooting my own horn for a second. I do have podcast experience, so hopefully I'm at least at least marginally interesting. So. <laughs> well, I was just about to ask, do you have anything to plug, to promote? I do. Uh, to our audience? I think ahead. if I'm remembering this right, you guys are going to get a, this podcast is going to get a, a plug as well. Um, so I, if you like, um, true crime or just like uh, survival stories in general. Um, there's a podcast within the Daily Gravy Network called The Uh-Oh Feeling. Um, and you can find us on Spotify, uh, Facebook. Facebook's probably easiest. Um, and I... We're going to put the link in Yeah. Um, I guest host a lot. Um, I go by my other name. Uh, but it's done by my roomies, my beautiful roommate, uh, one of my best friends. And it's it's basically a story podcast where we focus on 
the survivors of things and like what they did right and whatnot. So we, it's a little different twist. And like, sometimes it's just like, Hey, here's a story about a tornado, like a dude surviving a crazy ass tornado <laughs> and stuff like that. We try to switch it up. Um, and the other one is magicians wise. I, uh, I gotta find a way to drag more people into the magicians comics because they are so fucking good. My God, my dudes, please go to your local comic book store and pick up the magicians comics. If you want inclusiveness, if you, they, uh, the fifth volume has like a non-binary person in it now. Um, it's written by a trans author. It's got one of the main characters is trans. It's just, it's so good. <laughs> and I know the fifth volume coming out soon. Tomorrow. And then they're going to be, As and they're going to be all in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But they're going to be in one book after that. That's what I'm yeah, waiting for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the f- so uh yeah go because uh it's uh endorsed and also written by Lev. yeah yeah so um uh, he did alice's story too which is another great like sad comic book i actually got my haircut based off of the way uh the artist draw drew janet so <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah and uh it's funny because i had this uh, i i asked the uh, the author of alice story and the magician lila comic she's amazing to, yeah lila she's amazing but i asked her do you want to come to the podcast and she says she doesn't watch the show because she doesn't want to get influenced that's so good well if you ever talk about the comics yeah. let this bitch know <laughs> yeah but uh, uh i mean i i if i ever get run out of things to say about the magician without <sighs> <That'll> <laughs> But uh, I still have like th- two other, three other things yeah. I can do. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, so go listen to the podcast yeah. and read the, the comics. Listen to the artwork feeling, read the comics. Just, just be cool. Just be chill. Just be chill. That's not really plugging anything. That's just my general advice. Just be cool. Just be chill. Just, just don't. Just, just be cool in general about everything. Just. once again i want to thank you chase for joining me in this episode i also want to thank harry potter and the sacred text as well as spirit podcast for helping me to start the podcast as well as everyone online and in real life for encouraging me to continue next episode we will be analyzing beat a penny on the theme of loneliness with tv critic emily van wonder today behind the scene fun fact The episode, the pilot, was financed fully by Sarah and John on money. So, let's be glad they did. <laughs>